living by the book is obviously something we ought to do all the time as Christians, but uh, this year it's our special theme here at Northside, and all of our sermon series have been built around the principle that since this is the inerrant Word of God, it's the best thing to live our lives by. So we've looked at a number of different series, and this series that we're involved in uh, starting last week is called Growing Old by the Book. I told you there were two reasons that we were doing this series. One, it had been requested a number of times by folks. And number two, I said it was because I was almost to get old. And I thought I'd talk about this a little bit. Uh, well, as I confessed last week, I am now officially old. So uh, our tone will turn change a little bit today. Uh, I'm talking to my compatriots among you old people. And we'll <laughs> see if we can learn a few things about being old. Uh, even all the sympathy I tried to get last week, I didn't get much. I, I pointed out that being 65 uh, was just 18 in Celsius. And uh, somebody came up afterwards and told me, yeah, but it's 100 in kilometers. And Thank you, Karen. (laughs) Anyhow, we're looking at four topics in this uh, series on growing old. The the fact of growing old is what we talked about last week. Uh, That might have been a little bit depressing, but that's what we talked about. Uh, And then the uh, purpose of growing old, the hope of growing old, and the goal of growing old. Last week, uh, we did talk about the fact of growing old. We had a little bit of fun maybe talking about that, but we also saw some cold, hard truths. Uh, growing old's tough. Uh, we learned that growing old in body is inevitable. That's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, some people stay healthier and to some degree, uh, but our bodies fail. We change. We, we don't look young anymore. We don't feel young anymore sometimes. Uh, and Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12 listed all the kinds of things that go wrong uh, with our bodies. It's inevitable. Uh, Solomon even said that you get to the years where you say, I have no pleasure in them. Uh, and that comes to many. Uh, generally, that's where we get the difficulties, the pain, uh, the wishing that we could always do what we always were able to do but can't anymore. Uh, something's always wrong. That's just the way growing old is. But we also pointed out uh, that growing old in spirit is optional. And we closed on that thought, hopefully, that uh, we as Christians ought to be joyful. We ought to be uh, confident in God. Uh, even though we are failing in this body, uh, we ought to have a young spirit always. Uh, so that was the fact of growing old. Now, still, even though we talk about, yeah, you ought to have a positive attitude and you ought to be this and that, we still kind of wonder, I think. Uh, we think about that. If growing old is so tough, you know, and it's really hard on a lot of people. It's easier on some, but it's tough on everybody. If it's inevitable, uh, if everyone's got to go through it, we sit back and we kind of ask, well, why? Well, why is this in the grand plan? Why, why does God allow this? Uh, I mean, he could do things differently. And 
we wonder why. Part of the big debate in this country right now is about our health care. We're arguing about that. And a big part of the reason is old people. You know, uh, old people cost a lot of money to keep alive. Okay? Now, and to our government, some people fear, uh, they look at that and say, well, that's not cost effective. We only got so much money, and we got to get a whole lot more out of you young people to help pay for these old people. But it's not cost-effective to spend all this money to just keep people alive when they don't feel good anyway. And, and you've heard all the arguments. And people fear that someday there's going to be rules and guidelines that say, well, let's just get those old folks on out of here a little faster. You know, I don't fear that too much. I think I'm going to die before they even get their website working. But <laughs> but some folks are worried about that. And we look at that from a human point of view. How do we deal with all these other, and why don't we do something different? See, you can think that about God in some ways. God's not that way. God says, I mean, he puts in his book, you're going to get old. You know, and it's not going to feel good sometimes. And things are going to stop working, and you're going to get to years where you say, man, this isn't fun. Well, that's just God's plan. That's the way it is. So that's what I want to talk about today, uh, is the purpose of growing old. If God lets us do this, if this is in the plan, if we've got to go through it, well, he's got to have a reason. Now, we don't always know God's reasons, and I don't presume to answer why God does all of this, but I've thought of a few things. In fact, I've thought of eight things that uh, let's just go through pretty quickly here and see if it makes a little sense to some of we old folks. Uh, first, I think God lets us grow old and go through all that we got to because old people, having old people around, is a connection with the past. Uh, a few years ago, I started reading more biographies. I set my sights on reading more biographies than other kind of books, and mostly from folks in the last century and maybe a little older than that, but that's kind of where I've, I've focused. It's amazing how you, much you can learn from the past. When you listen to people that lived in the past or uh, went through things, you learn a whole lot about today. And if we talk to people today who have a connection with the past, we also get educated. We learn things. When I started out in the business world in my early 20s and got out of college, went into the manufacturing world and started going different places, and I'd get a new area or a new plant, and I was a supervisor or a manager, I'd go in there, and of course I knew everything. But I knew enough to know that when I went in there, I ought to find some of the old timers and talk to them. Talk to some of the old timers that have been there since the start. You can learn a lot. You can also gain their confidence by talking to them and help yourself grow in things. But you get that connection with the past. Look at Deuteronomy 32.7. God said, remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you. Ask your elders and they will explain to you. 
See, God, God wanted this connection with the past. He wanted young people to be able to profit from that. Uh, how many of you folks sitting in this room were at Northside in the 50s and the 60s? Just raise your hand real quickly. 50s and 60s, over a half century, basically. Okay, there's a few scattered through there. Do you understand that that's a valuable resource? That's a, that's a valuable connection. People that have been through things and seen things and know why things are. I think that's one reason God lets us get old. Second, I think he lets us get old so we can exercise wisdom. Demonstrate wisdom. Pick whatever word you want there. But when you see wisdom, you find it among old people. Job chapter 12 and verse 12 says, Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? Well, that's a generality. I mean, there's some cases where that's not true. But in general, uh, wisdom comes from experience. The more experience you have, both good and bad experiences, the wiser you are. And how do you get experience? Well, you live years. You get older. The leaders in the Old Testament days of God's people and the leaders in the New Testament days of God's people were who? Not teenagers, not 20-somethings, not 30-somethings. It was the older people, the elders. They had lived through things. They had seen things. They had some wisdom about them. There's some wise young people. I understand that. But the order of things is you, you, you listen to the wisdom of the elders. I think we get confused sometimes these days and think that we have to please and pursue the youth no matter what. Youth have valuable input, but they're not wise. Thirdly, I think God lets us get old so that we can teach the Word and teach the applied Word, is how I want to stress that. Look at Psalm 71, 18. Maybe that will help you understand. The psalmist said, even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God. Till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. The psalmist said, let me get old. Let me get old enough that I can tell the next generation about you. That's a great purpose of growing old. Let me just mention, I put all these scriptures on your handout, printed them out in full, because they're the lesson. You know, I may say a few interesting things, but you read these scriptures... You can figure out why God lets us get old. Great truths in these scriptures. It is good to read about. Well, we can sit down and open this book and find passages, and we can read about God's faithfulness. Uh, we can read about God's uh, principles of living. We can read about God's principles of marriage. We can read about all of this. And that's a good thing, but it's another thing entirely to hear somebody say, here's how that worked in my life. Applied truth. Here's how that worked. That's a different thing. And when you get older, you can teach the Word with having it applied it in your life. How many in here, if you you are or were married over 50 years, 
Maybe your spouse has passed on. How many of you have been married 50 years or more? Stand up. I want I want to see this better. Stand up if you can. A little humor there. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, now... Now, that's a special group of people. You know, it, it takes two things to be in that group. Number one, you've got to be old. Okay? Those were old folks that stood up. Okay? But number two, and more importantly, is they know the Word in a different way than newlyweds. Okay? They've applied God's truth. Maybe they didn't apply it well and they learned from that. Or maybe they applied it well and they learned from that. But they know it in a different way. So, I mean, you can go to a Sunday school class with a 30-year-old teacher, and he can teach you God's truth about marriage. But that's different. You get that kind of wisdom and experience when people get old. I think that's one reason God lets us get old. Fourth, I think he lets us get old so that we can demonstrate a proven faith. And all of these are kind of related, you'll begin to see, but I think they're all a little bit differently. He can demonstrate a proven faith. I read a story about a Sunday school class one time where the teacher asked a question. When you are in the midst of discouragement, when things are going bad, what's your favorite verse? And one young man said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And a middle-aged woman said, God is my refuge and my strength. And another spoke up and said, in this world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And then old Mr. John stood up. He was approaching 90. And he said, it says in the Bible, and it came to pass. It says that 85 times. And people began to snicker a little bit. They thought Mr. John maybe was starting to lose his memory a little bit and didn't understand the question. But Mr. John went on to say, when I was 30, I lost my job. I had six hungry mouths to feed and a wife, and I didn't know how I was going to make it. When I was 40, my oldest son was killed overseas in the war. It knocked me down. At 50, my house burned to the ground. Nothing was left. At 60, my wife of 40 years got cancer. It slowly took her away. We cried many nights together. At 65, she died. And I still miss her today. Each of those events were unbearable when I was going through them. And I wondered where God was every time. But I'd look in the Bible, and I'd see over and over... One of those 85 verses, and it came to pass. And I felt that God was telling me my pain and my circumstances were also going to pass. And he'd get me through it. And he did. Now, now say, oh, Mr. John, I don't think he used that verse quite exactly right, but it doesn't matter. He's demonstrating a proven faith. Here's what I've seen in life. You don't get that without getting old. Psalm 37 verse 25 illustrates this. The psalmist this is a great verse. Psalmist says, I was young and now I'm old. But I've never yet 
seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. There's a truth. I've lived this. I've got faith that God takes care of his people, but I've seen it too. I was young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen God forsake his people. Fifth reason God lets us get old, I think, is so we can influence our family. Proverbs 17.6 says, Grandchildren are a crown to the aged. And the converse of that is that godly grandparents are good for a grandchild. Godly grandparents have saved many a child, I think. The Old Testament, see, if we lived back then, we'd understand this a lot better. The patriarchs told the stories to their families. When they sat down at Passover and at other times, the old patriarch told them how it was. Told them how it used to be. Uh, All the numbers we've already talked about, he did that. He was the connection to the past. And he knew that it was his responsibility to influence his family that way. Well, our culture doesn't do things quite like that. We don't honor or value the old like we should, I don't think. But we ought to. And old people ought to understand that that's one purpose of their getting old. Is to do all the things and influence their family. Sixth, I think God lets us get old to show the sacred nature of life and death. Genesis 25.8 says, Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age. An old man, full of years. He was gathered to his people. And the Bible just talks like that. This is just part of life. This is the way life goes. You, you, you get old and you, you're full of years and you're an old man and you, you draw your feet up into bed and breathe your last. We, we need to see that to learn about life and death. One of the best, earliest, best things in life is when the goldfish dies. Okay, that's a traumatic thing, maybe, for a junior or a sissy, but it's a good thing because that's when we start to learn about life and death. Everybody doesn't live forever, nobody does. That's just the way it is. Now, today, we're so shielded from real life. We don't, we don't learn much of this. I mean, city kids can sit and talk about what they heard in school about people being cruel to animals, you know, while they're eating a chicken McNugget. Yeah. And they'll tell them, they'll say, my teacher told me that commercial chicken producers are cruel and have another chicken McNugget. They don't come know. Yeah, you know, we don't connect things because we don't see real life. Well, if nobody, think about this. If nobody got old, you know, or we didn't see it, which is what we're moving to, is try to stay away from that, we're missing half of what life is about. We don't understand it. Young people ought to be around old people. They ought to be taught to respect and honor old people, but they also ought to see old people getting old. Why? 
Why do we get old and, and frail and need help? I think this might be one of the top reasons right here. Is that teaches young folks what life and death is about. Purpose of getting old to teach young people how to die. Watch that. Let them see it. And I know this involves everything else we've talked about. All of the first five or six. It's showing the word. It's demonstrating a proven faith. It's showing wisdom. All of that. But when you see it, young people are learning from it. A few years ago... I got a call, phone call from one of my cousins up in Nebraska, and they said my uncle Jim had passed away. And they wanted me to go over to Dad's house to tell him that his brother had died. Dad was having some heart problems, and they were afraid they didn't want to call and shock him, and they thought he might be a little upset by that or something. So they called me and asked if I'd go over and do it. So I drove over there, sat Dad down, and explained to him that his brother Jim had been out working in the backyard and raking leaves and... Just dropped over dead. Dad sat there for a little bit and said, not a bad way to go. (laughs) That perspective comes with age. You know, you tell that to a young person. You tell that one to one of Uncle Jim's grandkids. You know, they they were traumatized by that, that their, their grandpa had died. But to an old person, you've got that perspective. The young need to learn that. You've got to see that. Seventh, I think we get old to prepare us for heaven. I put a quote on your handout, and I'll read it for those that are on tape. Someone asked uh, Robertson McQuilkin, he was president of Columbia Bible College, they asked him this question, why does God let us get old and weak? That's what we're talking about today. He said, I think God has planned the strength and beauty of youth to be physical. But the strength and beauty of age is spiritual. We gradually lose the strength and beauty that is temporary. So we'll be sure to concentrate on the strength and beauty which is forever. And so we'll be eager to leave the temporary deteriorating part of us. And be truly homesick for our eternal home. If we stayed young and strong and beautiful, we might never want to leave. I'm not sure that's exactly true. I mean, you can't imagine what it would be like to never get old. But uh, I think he's got a point there. And I think part of the reason we get old is to prepare us for heaven. Look at what Paul said in Philippians chapter 1. He said, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart. And be with Christ, which is better by far, but it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. That's a great verse here. Paul is exactly on the tipping point. He is exactly, the scales are balanced. He's ready to go and he wants to go. He said, I know that's going to be good. But he also knows things are good here on earth. He knows he ought to stay here and help people. That's That's a good part of things. So he was exactly, he was on the point there where he said, I am torn between the two. I can't decide. Okay? Part of growing old is tipping over that balance point. 
okay, that's, that's going to happen. In some of your lives, it already has happened. Okay, see, now I've been saying I'm old. I'm not very old, but I'm old. And I'm ready, but I'm not ready. You understand that? I mean, I'm ready if he takes me today. That'll be okay. I'll be better off. It'll be a good place. Everything will be fine. But I'm not ready because I got grandkids to watch grow up. I got things to do here. Okay? So I'm on, on this side where I'm not even close to the tipping point yet. Okay? Paul was exactly on the balance. And at some point, because of the toil and trouble that old, life, old age is, at some point I'll change my mind. At some point, I'll tip over, and I'll say, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah? I know there's still things for me to do here, and I, and I can be all of these things that I'm talking about and still influence my family and all that, but I'm ready to get out of here, and it'll be easy to go. Okay? I think that's part of why he lets us get old is to prepare us for heaven. And eighth and finally, I think he lets us get old to glorify God. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 puts it this way. Paul's talking about all the things tough in this life. In fact, after this verse, he talks about how we're hard-pressed and beaten down and on and on and on, all the bad things that happen in life. And he says, we have this treasure, this blessing from God. We've got it in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Jars of clay, these old bodies break down. They got problems. And he says the reason, God could have made a perfect body, a robot that never failed. He could eliminate sickness. He could have done all that. But he didn't. He put us in these jars of clay. And Paul says the reason he did that is so that we can demonstrate, so we can show, so that the world who doesn't believe in God can look at us and see the surpassing power of God. And what he means is that when people look at us and we've got toils and troubles and things are going wrong and we're old and sick and all that, and we're still joyful and confident and trusting God, they can say, how do they do that? I couldn't do that. They've got some power that I don't have. Paul says that's the reason. Okay? Now, some youngsters get to demonstrate this. We know some young people that have physical challenges and difficulties. We know some young parents around here at Northside that have sick kids that have gone through horrible things that I'm not sure I could go through. And they've shown to the world that they've got the power of God in their lives. Okay? And the older you get, the more chances you get to do that. The more things fail and the, the, the frailer you get, the more opportunities you get to demonstrate your power comes from God. When you visit the hospital and somebody's joyful and confident and has a sweet spirit, not only do I notice it, not only do you notice it, but how many nurses and doctors and uh, hospice workers and everybody else see the difference? Uh, that's a teaching opportunity. I've visited hospitals. I've prepared funerals for people with no faith. It's a big difference, folks. It's a big difference between folks with no faith 
and people with a great faith in God. The world sees that. And Paul says that's a reason we got this jars of clay thing going on. That we do fail. And so the people can see where the power comes. When you see that in somebody, when you see an old person that, that still has that great spirit, even though physically they got no reason to, you learn a whole lot more than any theology class you ever take about God. If I could have just one reason, if I, I didn't get to have eight, <laughs> if I could have just had one this morning, this is the one I'd have picked. I think overall it encompasses everything. And we get old so we can glorify God. And I know we're supposed to glorify God in everything we do, whatever we do. But as this old jar of clay gets worse and worse off, and starts to crack and, and break down and all the things that happen to it, I think one great purpose in all of that is that we can still be joyful and confident and show the trust that we have in God. We glorify God by that. Among the family, too. Uh, among our physical family, they see that. The outside world sees that. The, our Christian family sees it. I think that's one of our jobs is to glorify God even when we do get to that time of old age. It's kind of a strange thought to have, actually, but the more trouble you have, the more you can glorify God. The greater the opportunity. I think there's lots of reasons for growing old, even though we still sit back and say why. Sometimes God has a purpose. Next week, we will talk about the hope of growing old. hope you come back next week. Lesson is yours. If you're here this morning and need to respond to the Lord's invitation or have some public need of this family, we're going to stand and sing a song of invitation. I invite you to come. The elders will be at the front.